0: Welcome to Postcards from Palisade, the podcast that brings you a snapshot of life in our slice of western Colorado. I'm Lisa McNamara. Palisade in January is quiet, restful, hibernating, as snowy and cold as it gets. Some local businesses shut down for a bit to enjoy some time off and prepare for the next busy season. Others take the opportunity to launch while it's less busy, like the new Artful Cup coffee shop downtown, or the Palisade Picnic Cafe just west of downtown. But generally, things are pretty quiet around here in January, as everyone prepares for the year to come. One snowy winter morning last December, Jessica Burford, president and CEO of the Palisade Chamber of Commerce, strolled over to my office with a mug full of coffee. Jessica is one of the biggest boosters of Palisade businesses, and not just because it's her job. In addition to running a few of the biggest events held in town, um, Beach Fest, anyone? Jessica is working to make the Chamber the go-to place for local businesses and the Palisade community, and to be the driver of thoughtful growth in our small town. As the snow streamed down and my old heater clanked, Jessica and I chatted about the biggest challenges facing the Palisade business community. What types of businesses she'd love to see open up here, why the Chamber's goals always tie back to the town's heritage, what the Chamber is doing to help fill the town's vacant properties with productive businesses, and why she will never not answer a question from a resident or a visitor, no matter how wild those questions may be. All that and more on today's Postcard from Palisade, growing Palisades sustainably.
1: I'm Jessica Burford with the Palisade Chamber of Commerce, President and CEO. I joined as the President and CEO in June of 2022, so I've been there about a year and a half now, and very excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for coming in. So I'm catching you a week after the Palisade Old Fashioned Christmas. Yeah, Do you feel recovered from that at all? We're not quite a
1: week out. We (laughs) are. Honestly, we very much look forward to that event. It's kind of a little bit of our redemption we like planning events um, and hosting events peach fest is a lot though it's a it's a big animal Mm -hmm. and old-fashioned christmas gives us the opportunity to really reconnect with our local community um, and our local businesses and so we really love it and i think it went really really well this year so we're pretty excited about it
0: yeah it was nice that it wasn't actually freezing out Yeah. kind of a reasonable temperature. It was a beautiful
1: day. It had snowed in the morning, um, so it was a little slick out initially, but then the sun came out and you could easily walk from space to space and Mm -hmm. without even a jacket. So it was awesome.
0: So tell me, how did you get into this career path or how did you get into this role? I
1: sold heating and air conditioning for 13 years. Like I kind of grew up in that industry. I started out at Hercules Industries when I was 20 years old. And yeah, worked for them for 11 years and then moved into some bid spec work with another company. I had a wedding and mint planning certification. I've got my nutrition certification and I had an amazing boss, an amazing mentor retire. And it gave me the opportunity to think about maybe what else I wanted to do. So I went into hospitality sales because I always thought I wanted to plan weddings mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> quickly learned how rigorous <laughs> hospitality sales is. But loved it. I had, a, a again, a great boss, a great mentor there, um, and she really challenged me to do more, and then I mm. went went and did some heart work for a while, left there to help Mosaic do fundraising for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, mm. and such a rewarding experience. I was sitting on the board for the policy chamber at that time. We just got our notice of our third director turning in her notice (laughs) in four years so Julianne had been here for a long time and then we had another director that was there for about two years and then another director that was there for only nine months Mm -hmm. Um, and I just couldn't sleep at night so I said maybe maybe this is for me I am very passionate about helping businesses my husband and I have a business on Horizon Drive
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and I knew how much the Palisade Chamber specifically in this community had rewarded us and I wanted to pass that on. So I asked the board if I could put in my my hat and they said absolutely and trusted me enough to take on this role and it's been very challenging and very rewarding all at the same time.
0: It does have a reputation of being a really challenging role and you kind of referred to the history of the last few people who have not been here too long. Why do you think that is? Why do you think it's so challenging? I think
1: for a while the chamber hasn't had a really clear vision. So there may have been a lot of like spinning the wheels and all kinds of directions, throwing things against the wall, you know, seeing what sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the board that we have now has been extremely supportive and we have a very good strategic plan. So that's like my North Star. It's, it's easy when we have a plan, easier anyway, yeah. <laughs> when we have a plan in place like that. So I can constantly refer back to it. I don't know that we were super engaged in Palisade tourism before. Mm-hmm. That's fun and rewarding, and mm-hmm. that's really our focus because that is a major driver in our economy. Mm-hmm. Just having the right team in place, it's really hard if you don't have the right people with you to go along that journey with you. Mm-hmm. So I feel like right now we have a really amazing team as well.
0: What is the strategic vision, or what you know, What do you see as the Chamber's role in Palisade?
1: We want to remain really rooted to our heritage. I think we had we still very much value cross-community collaboration but not at the risk of neglecting our local businesses so we want that to be our first and foremost priority making sure we really understand the needs of our growers Mm -hmm. um, and then our downtown businesses Mm -hmm. and our lodging partners helps us really move forward I feel like in a more sustainable direction so we're really excited about you know reconnecting with our roots and making that our constant of, are we being true to Palisade Heritage? Are we being true to what our growers need from us? Are we being true to what our downtown businesses really need from us? Or are we just trying to grow and at what cost?
0: Interesting. Yeah. So kind of balanced growth or yes. thoughtful growth. For sure. Would say?
1: I <laughs> would say it, it's been a process and I do think that we have some work to do in our strategic plan, but I think... The work that we've done the last year and a half has
0: helped us tremendously reconnect where Mm -hmm. where it matters. You do a lot. So not only the big events that everybody knows about, but all of the individual member events and networking opportunities and classes. And I mean, there's a lot that you organize and offer to members and also that members of the public can join too sometimes. So yeah, we try it's to a
1: have lot. a good mix of both, where we offer public mm-hmm. events and then events that add value to our members. Mm-hmm. Um, we've really grown our lunch and learn program that we have monthly. We had a great turnout this last week with um, Ryan Robertson, came from Palisade or from Powderhorn, and um, spoke about how we drive that winter business. And we had a really, it almost became kind of a work session mm-hmm. or a round table discussion really of some brainstorming ideas of the ways that we can really thrive in the winter months as well. Mm -hmm. So that was very rewarding. And then, um, yeah, we have all the community events. And then we are also really engaged, again, in initiatives that matter to the chamber, to economic development and Palisade. So we're sitting on four workforce development committees or boards right now throughout the community to try to streamline some of the systems and not duplicate so much, make Mm -hmm. it easier for employers, make it easier for students to get internships and apprenticeships and um, make it easier for the community as a whole to really understand how that could work and how they could find value in the work that we do and mm-hmm. find that, develop, I guess, that homegrown workforce.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so I almost see it as like, um, to me, like from my view as a chamber member, it's almost like you're a facilitator for conversations or you know, bringing people together that wouldn't otherwise have that person to do that. Or that kind of venue to do it like for example over the summer with the bike you know the bike grumbling the bike issues the complaints about uh drunk tourists on bikes that were maybe maybe here every year but maybe a little louder this year i really uh appreciate the fact that you guys kind of sprang into action and said we're going to host a, a conversation on this a listening session for the community to talk about ideas and solutions and what we can do to make it better And I don't think that there are, I can't think of other than the town, which isn't quite the right venue. There really isn't another venue for that kind of conversation to happen, which I appreciate.
1: I really think that's the chamber's role. You mentioned all the events that we do, but we Mm -hmm. really want to move forward and be seen as the catalyst, the convener, and the champion for you, for your Mm -hmm. business. So convener, is one of our priorities. How do we connect you with the resources that you need? How do we connect you with the right people to have the right conversation? So again, there's not that duplication of efforts. And Mm -hmm. I do think that we have our hand on the pulse and we kinda know what's going on in a really broad umbrella. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So we're able to jump in and be like, hey, that's already happening. Let's bring them to meet with you and we can figure out a really great solution for our community.
0: So how do you know when you're successful? Oh, well, um,
1: honestly I measure success by the people around me. I, I, like I said, I'm very blessed with a, a really amazing board who has my back. They're very supportive mm-hmm. and I'm have a really great team. I have a wonderful husband who is very patient with the fact that I'm gone so much. Um, and I have two amazing children who I love to be around and, um, have seen, I have a 10 year old and 20 year old. So, I've seen them kind of grow into their own, and Mm -hmm. that's really rewarding. And I have a really close relationship with my family and friends here in the community, very well-rooted. So really, that's how I measure success is Mm -hmm. the the people I'm surrounded with and how we care for one another.
0: Hmm. From your perspective, both either as a person or as the CEO of the Chamber of Commerce, what do you think is the biggest challenge to businesses in Palisade?
1: I do think that year-round business or that winter lull is a major challenge right now. We are brainstorming some... Like I said, we're brainstorming ideas of ways that we can make that as it's snowing. Yeah. or, You know, yeah. dumping snow outside, <laughs> which is very magical in Palisade, by the yeah, way. Yes, it's beautiful. Uh, but we're looking for ways that we can collaborate with other communities even like how Mm -hmm. do we get visitors to Moab who really have that have figured out that year-round business to come to Palisade how do we partner better with maybe Uray and Montrose to send visitors Mm -hmm. here Glenwood so some of those surrounding areas where it's an easy day trip from wherever they else they might be staying Mm -hmm. to Palisade and getting them to come here initially and then next time be like I want to oh I want to I'm staying in Palisade next time because Mm -hmm. then I can drink all the wine or I can hang out at the distillery longer, you know, Mm -hmm. all of those things that we we really love and value here because they come and they see we're hanging out there, we're having a good time, we're very hospitable, and so I think that's part of the solution is just sharing that culture of Palisade Mm -hmm. on a little bit broader scale. There's a lot of pressure in the community for our businesses and for the chamber, from residents about what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. And I think we can be better at educating. Like it's a long process. We can't make these changes happen overnight. Mm -hmm. We really want to make sure that it's a very great space to live and a great space to visit. Mm -hmm. And I know there's been some friction in the community with, um, it's when we have those huge events come in, it's not, it feels like all of a sudden it's not a great space to live and they want to leave town or they get frustrated because people are, blocking their driveways, things like mm-hmm. that. And we were very aware we're, we're really focusing on how can we fix that? How can we make mm-hmm. it a better solution? Because we do want it to be a great space for everyone, mm-hmm. not just our visitors. Even though we talk a lot about that's our focus, that's not our sole focus. We want it to be a great space for our our business members and for our residents. Mm-hmm. So with that, I think we get a lot of, I think businesses hear it a lot from residents and we hear a lot, a lot from residents that those times they're not happy and that that hurts my heart you know that makes yeah. me sad because I want I, we really do want a great space for everyone
0: mm-hmm. that's a tough thing to balance though because you have thousands of people coming into a community of you know what less than 3,000 people so it's it it's going to be friction it's going to be a balance personally I love it I love the weekends that are really lively and then I love how it just quiets down after so Personally, I like the mix—the mix of the two.
1: I really love it too. <laughs> I um, obviously I wouldn't be working at the chamber. If I didn't <laughs> like the push and the right. um, kind of the constant feeling of what's something exciting and what's next. Mm-hmm. Um, we have no. Monotony at the chamber—that's for sure. (laughs) It's it's different every day, which I love. That's why I love my job so much, and that's why my employees love their job so much too. They love that every day is a new challenge. Mm -hmm. We we do too. We love the hustle and bustle with the events. We loved, like I said, this last weekend, Mm -hmm. old-fashioned Christmas and the way that we did the layout a little bit differently. But the Mm -hmm. pleasant surprise happened that it did work out the way we kind of anticipated it would, and we had tons of business downtown and tons mm-hmm. of business at the market. I think we have opportunity with other festivals to do kind of a similar thing where we kind of spread it out mm-hmm. to make it maybe a little bit less of a major impact but overall better impact for everyone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, we love the like the, the drive that comes with these events and mm-hmm. then the calm down afterwards. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we can take a little break, reset. It's very nice. It's very quiet in Palisade today. Yeah. And we're taking the opportunity to kind of clean up after last weekend and start doing, thinking about inventory. We did strategic planning with my staff for next year so that they can be on the same page with our board. Mm-hmm. So
0: it allows us to kind of reset and get ready
1: for what's next.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so important. That kind of leads into a little bit what's next. So I know one of the things that you've been working on is downtown development district Mm -hmm. and now I don't know if and I'll edit this out if it doesn't relate but I suspect that it relates to the fact that there are um, there's some frustration with businesses who want to come downtown being able to find the available space to come downtown and then spaces that are available and not actually you know being available for use or being developed It doesn't relate to that at all? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um,
1: We're, yeah, we're definitely, I did a tour with GJAP, Grand Junction Economic Mm -hmm. Partnership, a few weeks ago, and we just walked downtown and and went through all the vacant buildings and Mm -hmm. all of the businesses that are up for lease right now or for sale Mm -hmm. in our downtown area. And then we also hit River Road um, and looked at that property so that they could kind of help us come up with a plan But we're also taking some rural downtown development courses. So we can look at becoming like an official main street within the state of Colorado. We, I think might be the only one in Mesa County if we can make it happen. So that would be really exciting for us. And then with that, we get the tools and the resources available to us to come up with a really great comprehensive plan that helps us really develop downtown that in a way that's very sustainable Mm -hmm. and attractive as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Interesting. You know, luckily the downtown itself is is pretty full, but it's like as soon as you start getting away a street or two away, there's so much potential for so what could go there. So much potential, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that bringing all of our stakeholders in to have these constructive conversations several times, so we really get an idea of what everyone is wanting, what our businesses are wanting, what our residents are wanting, what the town of Palisade is expecting mm-hmm. and needing and wanting. Um, and then the building owners. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, not always the business owner. Okay. So we need to bring these building owners in as well to say, this is our hope. And we're hoping that you'll work with us on this. Mm-hmm. And I know over at three I mean, we have amazing building owners mm-hmm. who are always ready to help Palisade and help us with the next thing. Um, we have a great relationship with them and we call them often on, can we do this? What do you think about this? Mm-hmm. They are just, even with, Holiday, like this time of year, they're really committed to like decorating the whole building now. And mm-hmm. um, because they want to brighten things up downtown and make it a very attractive sp- space to come dine in the middle of winter, you know, it gets dark at five o'clock. So let's light it up down here, downtown here. So it's more approachable. And I like that they're thinking about those things as well. Yeah. And they've given a lot of thought to how they keep occupancy in that building.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's half residential and half professional space and I think it works really, really well in that space and kinda of using the model that they have to fill up the rest of the spaces that might not be completely full.
0: What would be your vision for a main street it's not a certification or what what are they
1: it's like a, a designation? Uh, yeah. Or? I guess yeah, a designation <laughs> would be a great thing to call it.
0: Okay. So say you get that we get that in town. What does that look like? Like what would the downtown look like then?
1: Honestly, it would look like accessibility for everyone. It's very hard to do in a historical uh, area such as ours, but I think it's very possible. Making sure that sidewalks are clean and Mm -hmm. level and easily accessible to all is one of my priorities. And I think many of our priorities is Mm -hmm. making it easy for everyone to come downtown and walk around or roll around, whatever Mm -hmm. they, they need to do. I think that we also have a unique opportunity to really highlight all of our hundred plus year old buildings. Mm-hmm. We just got our official historical plaque and I think we can work towards that for a lot of spaces down here. The packing shed that sits on the railroad track is on our radar. We talk to the highs often about like their vision, what what would they yeah. want to do with that space and you know it's complicated it's going to take a major major renovation to make that a workable space but they're committed to figuring that out so i'm really happy about that
0: you're talking about the like the historic uh where it says the palisade building what people think was an old train station they think it's an old train station Mm -hmm. and
1: it wasn't yes yep that's the
0: space i love that building i would absolutely love to see something go in there you know my worst nightmare would be that it gets torn down (laughs) like That you be so no. sad.
1: And I know the highs don't want that. Yeah. We certainly don't want that. Um, and I think we're trying to take steps to make sure that doesn't happen. There mm-hmm. are grant opportunities available for older buildings like that. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking, GJEP is helping us also look at those opportunities so that we can make sure it does stand. Good. And it's a it's a really cool, unique space inside, and we want to highlight that for Palisade. It would be a a, a landmark building for sure.
0: Absolutely. Do you have any hints about what they are thinking about doing in there that you can share? Or?
1: No, there's no solid plans right now. Okay. It's just finding the resources so that we can make anything happen.
0: Okay. Okay. All right.
1: And they <laughs> I think we're all open to ideas if, as long as it's productive and sustainable.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. That makes sense. No, that, that's a hard thing to figure out because it's going to be a big investment in the building. To probably bring it up to code and put in any sort of, if you do a restaurant, it doesn't have a kitchen. Like, there's going to be a lot of work that
1: has to go into it. Millions, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of work. uh, And I Mm -hmm. think we'll have to have the right investor or the right grant up for the challenge.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but it could be amazing. So a big part of your role, I know, is that uh, visitors might walk into the chamber and you answer their questions. So you probably field a wide range of questions or comments or things.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we joke that we need to start a journal. And uh, we joke with the other chambers as well that we need to start a journal or some sort of uh, running document maybe its own instagram page or something where you can just put up all these memes of the questions that we get asked it's, it can be quite comical at times
0: i was going to ask what's the funniest or most outrageous like complaint that you've received or question that you've received
1: um we've had a lot of questions about like Utilities. We get a lot of utility questions, and we're not—we're not the town. We're not a government entity.
0: How do I pay my power bill?
1: Yeah, like. how do I pay my power bill? Um, the, the sidewalk in front of my house, or the road in front of my house, or the—you mm-hmm. know—the park. Things like that. So those are. Fortunately, we have a very close relationship with the town, and it's easy to say, "Hey, we got this. We got this call today, and I know you're working on it, but maybe call them back." Hmm. But we've had some people be very insistent, or one individual specifically be very insistent that we come remove the bees on their property so so great good thing that we have a great relationship with the insectary and they know who to call and um so again convener right like it's a good thing that we have yeah. great connections community-wide that we can help when we get some of those interesting phone calls we've I've also had someone call or email me I can't remember asking me to come remove a tree that was the roots were growing up in there canal or in their pump house I can't remember mm. the situation for sure so yeah just a lot of questions that were like oh my gosh I I, I wouldn't even know how to begin helping you but we always want to help we yeah. want to be unreasonably eager to help our community so we always 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 try to find the answer mm. that's really nice that you don't just say
0: like sorry that's not my that's not my
1: department. I. I have a mentality that nothing is not my job and I expect my staff to never, if they ever say that's not my job, they're not in the right place. (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah, Just, just another piece of building that relationship in the community though. So how about like from a tourist, is there anything that they've walked in and asked for that you're just like, Do you know where you are right now? (laughs) Um, We actually were talking about this, and I don't think it's
1: weird at all. I actually think it's something that we as a community can really look at. And I have, Mm -hmm. honestly, our interns really excited about looking at this right now. But creating kind of a roadmap of spaces that people can go that don't include alcohol. Oh, right. like I love wine. I mm-hmm. love the distillery. I love all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need to be very conscientious of those that don't drink and what, how do we cr- design the perfect day for them as well. Mm-hmm. And so our, our intern is working on some itineraries right now that are that don't include liquor, or alcohol and so I'm really excited to see what he comes up with. And yeah. I think it's a very valid question and we get asked yeah. it quite often. And also it's often from older people. We have a We just know statistically we have older visitors that come to Palisade. Mm -hmm. And so we see a lot of that foot traffic into the chamber because they are great conversationalists and they Mm -hmm. want that personal connection and we're happy to welcome them in. So figuring out things that are not super outdoor recreation either is not Mm -hmm. super active or figuring out Mm -hmm. solutions where they can still participate in a lot of our outdoor recreation possibilities in a way that works for them and their abilities.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So you're not just sending everybody down the plunge. Yeah. <laughs> or anything exactly. like that. Right. Maybe go to the maybe go to the River bend and bike on that nice paved trail. Yeah. Tell me about the other things you're working on. So it sounds like there's a lot of other things kind of in progress, like there's an app, there's the radio show on um, KFM. like what other things are you doing?
1: Yeah, we're about to launch our Pali Community app, so we're pretty excited about that. The adventure guide that we put out every year that goes to visitor centers all across the state and into parts of Utah
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, will also now be digitally available on that app. Um, That makes so much sense. Yeah, and it'll Mm -hmm. be a great space to have a community calendar so people Mm -hmm. can submit to the chamber calendar and it will show up on that app. It's a free app. Nobody has to pay to download it. Mm -hmm. Um, So we can put QR codes around town and guests can scan it and get the app on their phone and see what's going on. But more importantly, our residents can also... Scan that app, get it on their phone, and see what's going on. And we're really mm-hmm. excited about that opportunity. I think in the past we've offered deals and opportunities specifically targeted at visitors, and mm-hmm. this is we're hoping that this will be more targeted towards locals. Hmm. Interesting. So we're excited yeah. about that. What else did you ask about? Uh, the radio show. The radio show. Yeah. yeah. So Jason Van Hooten with Grand Valley Grapes and Greens, mm-hmm. and I have started a Pally and Co. Um, uh, our Pelley and Company radio show on KAFM, um, during the community hour once a month, uh, second Wednesdays of the month, and it's going really well. We kind of get the opportunity to do this, but a little bit quicker, 15 minute uh-huh. scale. So it's a quick listen. Um, and mm-hmm. we're having a lot of fun. Jason's a blast to work with. He's got a great personality. So I'm pretty excited that he was kind of his idea and mm-hmm. KAFM had been asking me to start a radio show since even before I worked at the chamber and mm-hmm. I was really resistant And then when I got to the chamber, I certainly didn't have time initially. Mm -hmm. Um, So finally they, they got me, I like to say, and it's been a lot of fun and I'm learning a ton. We Mm -hmm. have the the Talbot brothers on our very first show and to see, I love the way that they banter back and forth and to see just like their passion and knowledge for all the work that they're doing was really exciting. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to have it and have it running forward so that we can educate the community we are again trying to remain rooted so it'll be pretty agriculture focused Mm -hmm. i think um but with that we know that our growers contribute so much to the community Mm -hmm. so we like to hear how else like other than than growing and focusing on that Year round production, which it is a year round yeah. production. People don't realize it just because they're not picking peaches right now doesn't mean they're not working very hard. Right, um, right. So, helping people understand that and what they're doing in quote unquote off season and then, mm-hmm. yeah, how they get back to their community is one of our biggest focuses of this show.
0: Long term, like looking back five years, ten years from now, what would you see in Palisade that would make you say, Okay, I did my job. I'm happy. Like I accomplished what I wanted to.
1: Honestly, we want the Tamer to be the trusted resource. We want you to come to us when you have a problem, and we'll help you find a solution. We may not be able to do it for you, but we will help connect you with the right people, the right resources to make things happen. Mm -hmm. And I think we talked a little bit about the turnover and the transitions, Mm -hmm. and it has... Not built a strong foundation of trust with the chamber in the last few years, mm-hmm. and I think that it's really my dream and my hope for our community for the chamber to be the trusted resource.
0: Mm-hmm. Just specifically to Palisade businesses, what do you think is missing here? What would you really like to see in town that we don't have now?
1: The I kid you not, the number one question we get, and I know that La Plaza has a similar or some they have a a thrift shop over there but we get questions all the time about an antique store or a thrift shop and I think it would like our town lends itself to that so much with Mm -hmm. all the his rich history. I would love to see that come in. You I can't even tell you how many times we get asked that throughout the summer. I'm
0: probably gonna pick that up but yeah not a professional studio here. (laughs) You go out on a summer drive. You're going out to little towns, small towns. You want to see what what does the local antique store have? Yeah, what are the interesting things I can find here?
1: Yeah, so I'll go there. I think it would be a great benefit to our (laughs) to our community. Honestly, I would also love to see a space where I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't think. (laughs) The the heater was a little distracting. I would love to see a I don't know how to explain this very well because I only have like examples of names of other businesses like it. But in Cabo, Jeff and Jody with Spoken Vine Motel and Fidel t- told us to go visit this working farm there that has a restaurant right in the middle of it. And then also has all these boutique stores that kind of line up around it and fresh fried donuts in one little area. And you can walk around the gardens and walk around where the where they grow things and you can see where they're picking your veggies and making your lunch and I would love to see us have a little space like that. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a huge draw to our community and so I've been picking on some of our some of our investors, some of our growers to create that space. And I've even told them where they can do that. So
0: Yeah, that would be amazing. And there's a, a, so many different places that would lend themselves to that sort of function. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I know Talbot's does a cool. great job of catering to mm-hmm. visitors. They ha- And they have their unique thing with the live music and football nights and all the things they have going on there. Clark's does an amazing job of that mm-hmm. as well with their carriage rides and just their, their level of hospitality for both both families is really beyond none. Mm -hmm. They're the example we use often, but this would be kind of a, not a one-stop shop, but a, a place where people can see kind of everything that Palisade has to offer in Mm -hmm. one little space and they can get an amazing meal. Mm
0: -hmm. So that's the dream, right? That sounds lovely. (laughs) That sounds lovely. Okay. So give me the pitch on why a local business should join the chamber.
1: Again, we are that convener, so the resources that you think you might be lacking, maybe we have mm-hmm. the way for you to find those and get and get you the information that you need. We offer a lot of continuing education monthly, as we mentioned. We offer great opportunities for you to network, and networking in Palisade is the best way to network. Mm-hmm. You cannot beat it. We, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's we're, we're the fun one, right? <laughs> um, we, have, we have the best people here, and I encourage you to join and come out and meet meet our community meet our people because they will help you grow your business I guarantee it if you know them and trust them and vice versa they will help you grow and thrive Mm -hmm. so I really encourage you to join the chamber and engage because if you're not engaging you're not going to get the benefit
0: okay what else didn't I ask you that you want to share with people if anything
1: I don't know. We talked a lot about tourism, and I think we're very committed. And I think I would just mention that I'm taking the Colorado Tourism Leadership Journey course right now. I sit on our tourism advisory board, so I can be your liaison. I can be the voice of local business if you are have an opinion, have a comment, have a solution. I would love to take it to TAB for you, um, but we also encourage you to come. They're open meetings. They are they are part of the town of Palisades, so it's a government meeting. They're mm-hmm. open for anyone, and anyone can come make public comment, so I also encourage yeah. you to engage in your community that way. I, I think that's what I would say overall, is if you mm-hmm. are struggling and you have really great ideas and strong feelings about things, engage and come see what, people, what we are working on already, and then... Maybe it might change your mind about some things. I think education is always key. Like, come engage. Come see what we're doing. And then please offer your advice because we, yeah. we need your we need your input. We need your help. We need your support.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I would just say that I, I encourage everyone to get to know their neighbor and engage. Well,
0: that's a really good point. And thank you so much for bringing up TAB because it is... When I first moved here, you know, being able to listen in on these things was a really great way to understand what are people working on the community? What, what do they care about? You know, what are their passions and kind of who's doing what? And the great thing about TAP, I mean, the hours are tough, but you can always connect by Zoom. And so you can be multitasking and working and still listening in if you just want to catch up on what's happening like as a resident you can view the meeting on zoom and kind of be doing other things at the same time
1: i completely um, agree it's the only yeah. um i think government or town ran meeting that is still available on zoom and i think we've i i didn't have any say in this but i think okay. that others did kind of push to mm. make that available still on Zoom mm-hmm. for that exact reason. It is a little bit weird timing, weird day of the week, mm-hmm. um, but we want anybody to be able to engage if they they can. So yeah. we've been able to offer that on Zoom and you can right. even do public comment via Zoom.
0: No, I think that flexibility is great because it's just an acknowledgement that, no, maybe the time isn't the best, but there still is a way for people to participate. And then to make time in the future, if you really feel passionately about something, you can always go in person. But no, I'm, I'm really glad that you brought up the, the TAP meetings because if anybody is wondering what's happening in town, you can find out. You know, you can call in and find out what are the priorities? What are people working on? It's all open for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And mm -hmm.
1: the chamber, we again, we're a nonprofit. We're not a government ran organization, but we Mm -hmm. are a board board ran organization. And the same is true there. If you have something to say or just want to see what we talk about in our board meetings, you're welcome to come and observe Mm -hmm. and you're welcome to submit a comment as well. So we, and honestly, I encourage that because we don't know unless you tell us. Right. We can't make a change unless we know.
0: Right. Well, thank you so much for your time. I just really appreciate you coming in and chatting with me. And I feel like I learned a few things and a couple good reminders too. So i'm geeking out
1: i listen to your podcast all the time so (laughs) i was really honored that you invited me on thank you so much thanks to be sitting here knowing all the guests that you've had on so far it's really humbling so thank you all the palisade celebrities right
0: yeah we're working on it i just unfortunately i don't don't have enough time to focus on this like this is all i want to do
1: but you, I can tell you're very passionate about it. Yeah. So I'm excited for you. And <laughs> awesome. um, I yeah. think that the work that you're doing helps mm-hmm. the chamber as well because we are, the people that you're interviewing, I think are all chamber members. We, I mean, we have a pretty engaged Palisade business community. Yeah. So a lot of our Palisade businesses are members of the chamber.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it helps us kind of educate our community on what our businesses are doing by sharing your podcast. So thank cool. you.
0: Jessica has been leading the Chamber for a little over a year and a half now, but she has already done so much to grow the local community. What do you think about the Chamber's goals? What else do you want to see happening in Palisade? Let me know at lisa at postcardsfrompalisade.com. We might dive into this more on an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. With love from Palisade.